Beef Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to discuss an article from the April issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled, Survey Shows Nebraska Ag Land Values Rise 14%. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author of the survey, Jim Jansen, who's a Nebraska Extension Agricultural Economics Educator. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Aaron. Well, Jim, the preliminary results of the Farm Real Estate Market Survey came out here recently and showed a significant increase in land values in Nebraska. In fact, a significant increase as we look at this historically. Give us kind of a lay of the land as you took this survey. What did you see in terms of changes from prior years and what are some of the things that you think are noteworthy? Yeah, so as part of our 45th year of the survey, we annually survey folks that work in the land industry. We follow the market value of land in addition to current cash rental rates for different types of land throughout the entire state of Nebraska. As part of our annual survey, we estimated the overall ag land value. So if you averaged all the different types of land across Nebraska, the estimated market value of land was up about 14% year over year to an average of $3,835 an acre. And if you compounded this over two years, the estimated market value of land has risen approximately 30%. That's noteworthy because the last time we've seen this was approximately a decade ago when we last had a fairly substantial drought in our state, coupled with higher commodity prices for corn and soybeans, wheat. Uh, some of those effects are being driven by overseas conflicts and war that's uh, occurring in greater Eastern Europe right now in the Ukraine zone that disrupted trade for many of the common commodities I just mentioned. But in addition to that, we're also seeing uh, livestock prices similar to what we've seen in 2012, where first it was primarily the, the plant-based commodities, corn, soybeans, wheat, related things, they rose in value first. The effects of the cattle cycle took place, and we also seen a rise in cattle prices, and that's some of the things that we're seeing right now. How has that impacted farm real estate across Nebraska? Well, as I mentioned before, market value of land, the market value is when you have a willing buyer and selling or transacting in a farm real estate purchase or sale. And uh, with that, we're seeing much stronger, uh, higher land values. In fact, we set another record this year. We set another record with respect to the market value of land. And um, obviously that land is a big component of any farm or ranch balance sheet. It's probably the largest asset that that operation has. So there's always interest and concern in that, just given some of the events that we've seen in the past. And we did see the last time we've seen a rise in the market value of land, we did see a decline. But the last time we've seen a, a very strong rise, followed by a slight decline, it was a gradual decline. And we like to see gradual changes in the market value of land. Now, flipping the page around a little bit, looking more so at the cash rental rates, the University of Nebraska reports cash rental rates on a per acre basis, and we report that for a dry land cropland, irrigated cropland, including what you might call gravity or flood irrigated cropland, in addition to center pivot irrigated cropland, as well as pasture or grazing land on a per acre basis. And in addition to that, for the preliminary estimates, we report on what is called cow-cow hair monthly grazing land rental rate. So if an individual would be renting for, let's say, five months during the typical summer grazing season, we uh, would have that reported. Uh, you take that number, the monthly rate times five, 
for the typical five-month grazing land rental rate. But uh, once again, across those rates, we've seen similar trends where things were steady to gradually rising across the state of Nebraska. Some areas a little bit more, some areas a little bit less. But overall, we're seeing the higher commodity prices tending to be reflected in the cash rental rates that were reported across the state with them reaching um, either steady or setting newer highs this year. So as you visit with some of these people in the survey and you look at the results, what are the factors driving the market? I know you said commodity prices, but I think for some folks are thinking, but wait a second, we've seen a major increase in interest rates. How are we still still seeing this pretty strong demand for land? Yeah. So keep in mind the survey, we're kind of gauging the market value early on here in 2023. And yes, interest rates have risen. And historically, they're still somewhat competitive, but yes, they have definitely increased. But uh, still, land purchases occurring throughout 2022, at least the first half of 2022. Uh, interest rates going out on real estate debt or uh, real estate loans were still fairly competitive. Current commodity prices for many of the um, common things that we raise, grow, produce, grade, um, whatever the case might be across the state of Nebraska. So higher values. Now we are seeing, if you're in the case where you're negotiating your cash rent still, yes, we do have higher revenue. We also have higher expenses. So that's something you have to be able to effectively communicate between the landlord and the tenant. But also another thing that people are looking to land, anytime you get into a period of time where you have inflationary pressures impacting farm real estate across the state. With that, we take a look at buying physical assets. If you're concerned that something's going to cost more in the future because of inflation, with that being said, people look to tangible investments. And land historically has been a very good hedge or a very good bet against inflation. Now, you might also see that you can buy a home, you can buy a land, uh, machinery, Machinery has been a big thing we're seeing even on the older equipment lines, especially on tractors. Tractors seem to hold their value very well. Uh, some of the older harvesting technologies, and it depends on the setup of the equipment. And uh, some of the planting technology, it just depends what model was it and also what type of technology does it have. But setting all those differences aside, on average, machinery has also risen in price. People are looking to bet against inflation and looking for different ways to combat it. So some of the major driving factors are current commodity prices, interest rates. Uh, that Interest rates are a factor I think we'll see in the future if they continue their upward trajectory. They will start impacting farm real estate values. I don't think we're going to see a falling out overnight. Some of the things that we've seen in the 1980s. But yes, the rising interest rates, there's an inverse relationship between the market value of an asset and the cost of borrowing to finance that asset. People look to um, land as an investment uh, against inflationary pressure. So those would probably be some of the major uh, factors, coupled with the fact that even setting aside land and just talking about agricultural assets in general, many operators found themselves in a financial position, whether to manage income tax issues, or just simply looking at upgrading and using different types of equipment or whatever the case might be, uh, they were in a financial position to acquire some of these things. And that's why we've seen some of these record prices get set for some of these different uh, types of things that we use on, whether for land or equipment or buildings or whatever the case might be. 
one of the numbers I like to look at in the report is the return to capital investment in terms of a rental rate return to capital investment on land. Uh, historically, I'd say over the last 30 years, at least on ranch land, grazing land, uh, that trend has been down in terms of somewhere in the 90s, we were looking close to 5% return on on its asset value and recently been closer to one. What's the trend looking like this year? So for 2023, we have not tabulated those numbers at, as of this time. We're just uh, here early, early on in April, we're going to start generating more of the data that feeds into the overall report. But yes, you are correct. Uh, the annual rate of return on what some people might call the capitalization rate or the cap rate has trended down over time. Now, I ask the question when we do lectures on land, uh, land economics, land investments, whatever the case might be. I asked people, if you have a million dollars in cash today, you had to invest it in something, would you invest it if you could only get two and a half? You know, you know it in the case of land, maybe in the high ones at maybe 2% at tops. We asked those people, would you buy something if you could get maybe a two or 3% annual return? Most people would probably say no. You know, you can... There's different savings accounts and different types of investments you can get maybe five, six percent right now even. Well, I said for anybody that raised their hand when I asked this question to the group in attendance, I said, well, if you raise your land, congratulations, you just bought a package of land, parcel of land. If you said no, you just didn't buy the land, right? Annually, the rate of return on land, although it's fairly low risk, it's not been very high. Where we look at land as a strategic investment, now many farm operations, we tend to see people when they get the land in their name, whether they inherit or buy it, they tend to hold it for a lifetime. But if you're an investment company managing money for a pension fund, for example, they might buy land and hold it for 20, 30 years and then resell it as the people receiving the pension start getting paid out. Why do they like land? Well, the annual rate of return we just said wasn't the greatest. It's compounding the appreciation and value. Remember, there's two rates of return on land. You have the annual rate of return and you have the annual appreciation. The annual appreciation since early 1990s has actually been quite good if you average the high with the low and everything in between it. So that's one thing from an investment perspective. You can't always just look at the annual rate of return. You have to look at the stability of the return on including in the appreciation, which in the ag sector as a farmer or rancher, we may not think of it. Most people don't buy land with the intention to sell it in 20 or 30 years, or if they do turn around and sell it, maybe they buy another parcel closer to where they are or something like that. Jim, anything else you observe from the land market survey this year that you think is of interest? So let's talk a little bit more about cash rental rates here. When it comes to the cash rental rates, people are struggling on setting 2023 cash rents. First question I pose to them is, what happened to your cash rents in the last couple of years? Some people have seen increases. Some people have things, seen things get steady. I encourage people, do not set your cash rental rates directly off of what is reported as part of the annual farm real estate survey. Use this information to gain insight on how does cash rental rates vary around in your region? What is a true assessment of your parcel of land, whether it's grazing land, cropland, or anything in between? On the topic of grazing land, since this is a beef podcast, what about the property? Who's taking care of the fences? Weed control, unwanted thistles, yucca plants, whatever you got out there that's not grass that you don't want or that's not forage related. 
who's maintaining that? Who's taking care of it? If you're fertilizing the property, is that an expense the landlord's paying or is that an expense the tenant is paying? All those things influence cash rent. On the topic of trees and unwanted brush, and we're just not talking about a couple of cottonwood trees that are good shade trees. I have nothing, there's nothing wrong with having decent shade trees on a property. In fact, it's probably a good thing to have in our state, especially in some of these hot summer days. The one thing to be aware of though, the one thing to be of concern is related to those uh, trees. Are they growing out of control? If you know you have a property you're running that has issues, and I don't care if this is cropland or grazing land, and as a tenant, you are someone that's willing to do these things to upgrade that fence. Maybe the landlord pays for the materials, but it's still your time that you're the individual doing it, replacing it, fixing it, whatever. Can you negotiate that in the cash rent to truly recognize the value of what you're doing? Or if you have a field that looks like a small forest instead of a parcel of ground for grazing, and you have a skid steer with a device on it to shred trees or nip them off or pull them out or whatever you do with them. Um, can you come up with a management plan? I always challenge people to subdivide that property into a quarter, you know, forest or uh, it depends how many acres you have, but um, subdivide that property. And over a course of years, you work on thinning them out or taking out what's not wanted or doing whatever, disrupting that unwanted uh, issue. Can you negotiate that as part of the cash rent? Say, okay, if you want, the landlord wants $65 a pair, but you are spending 100 hours every summer out there messing around with trying to tear out trees or something. Maybe you can negotiate $15 off for a pair per month for the upcoming or more. A lot of these skid steer custom operators are getting anywhere from 70 to 120 an hour, depending on what they're doing exactly with the piece of equipment. So all those things are negotiable. And with those negotiable things are all things that we want to be thinking about or evaluating as part of our lease negotiations. Jim, thanks for your work on putting together the survey. I know for a lot of people, it's a, a point of reference for them as they think about rental rates, as they think about uh, looking at land values. I appreciate the work you do there. Yep. And if the listeners today would like to find more information, the website is cap.unl.edu slash real estate. So as Jim said, if you're looking for more information on the real estate market report that we discussed today, again, that's the 2023 Nebraska Farm Real Estate Market Survey. And that can be found at cap.unl.edu.